Hey, 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 welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast, one of the Under the Iceberg episodes, number five. As promised, I said we would do a review on the YouTube live event, the masterclass, the summit, whatever you want to call it, and show you exactly is it worth it. My name is Brian Mills. I am your podcast host, and I am excited to dive into this show. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Hey, so as we said, obviously we started the YouTube live event and it ran the whole of September, every Friday on September. And I want to take you back a few steps. Like, why did we do it? Now, if you're like me, and obviously, as you know, in the Under the Iceberg episodes, the intro video, it was a case of we changed our, we pivoted our marketing strategy to longer term evergreen marketing strategies this year. And it was a core concept and a big, big push for us to create more passive income rather than active income. So we built up an audience on Facebook and we wanted to sort of get, get YouTube flowing. So as you know, if you want to monetize your YouTube channel, you need a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. I was like, right, okay. So I was sat there, I was looking, I was looking at my stats and I was like, right, okay. I was like, I'm nearly halfway to, I'm nearly halfway to the thousand subscribers. I was like, perfect. Okay, great. I was like, but I'm not close to the 4,000 hours of watch time. Because think about it, like YouTube videos are like 10 minutes long, 10 to 15 minutes minutes longer then people sort of jump off and move to the next one so i was like right okay i was like how do i get my watch time up and that was like one of the bigger the bigger questions i was like i know i will get to a thousand subscribers and actually the goal for now is on like for next september is to get to ten thousand subscribers so we've got a lot of work to do because ten thousand subscribers obviously will generate a decent amount of passive income through youtube ads affiliate marketing brands and stuff like that so i was like i need i was like i've got a year now and i set that i set that goal on the 31st of august i was like right so first of september next year we need to get ten thousand subscribers which means obviously we need a ton of watch time, etc. So, as usual, what do you do when you've got a problem? I went to Google. So, I went to Google and I was like, right, let's type it in. I was like, how to increase your watch time on YouTube? Because at the time, I was throwing out shorts, like YouTube shorts, like no tomorrow. And even though they were 10 seconds or five seconds, because they were getting like thousands of views, I was like, well, there's an hour, there's an hour, like, and clocking up the watch time. I was like, yes. And then I actually read. <laughs> Um, YouTube shorts watch time doesn't count towards your 4,000 hours. I was like, fuck. I was like, right, okay. So onto Google and scrolling through, I was like, how do people increase your watch time? Like audience retention rates one, and like they've got like loads of different things. And you can buy, you can buy your way in. Like, and I'm trying not to do that because it gives you false readings. Um, although I like it's tempting, it gives you false readings in terms of what videos work, uh, etc. But also, on the flip side, the quicker you get monetized, the quicker YouTube will show your videos to more people because your ads are in front of it. So, like, swing some roundabouts. So, I sat there into Google. I was like, watch time. How to increase my watch time. And one of the things that came up was live streams. I was like, because live stream watch hours come, like, towards, count towards the 4,000. I was like, great. Okay. I was like, I'll do a live stream. I'd just been on one about two months prior i absolutely loved it she got a ton of views a ton of subscribers and a ton of watch time she was already monetized so 
like that wasn't her goal. Um, so I was like, right, okay. I was like, I'll do, I'll do an event similar to that. Right, okay. Off we go. And I thought she hustled around, got a load of guests, some really, really good guests. I was, I was quite proud of some of the the guests that I secured and some of the quality that was dropped in that YouTube live event. So. YouTube live event, got the guests, done a lot of prep, and there's a lot of work to it, guys. I'll, I'll disclaimer straight away. If you produce or if you want to do a, this, uh, an event, a summit, a live, some, something, there's a lot of work that goes on in the front end that then obviously produces the back end stuff. So we created a created a, a two-step, got funnel. a load of guests, built all the graphics, built the funnel, and started promoting it. So we started promoting it, and we had 21 guests across a four-week period. Uh, so we got there, got the event, done the event. Like some of the gold in the event, as I said, was absolutely brilliant. Like it's also helped market and reshape my marketing strategy as well as others. Obviously, the goal was to give you guys as much value as possible for as long as possible, so you get enough value to help grow and launch your online business. So that was the goal of the event: was to give you guys tons of tons and tons of value tons of ideas on how to grow your business how to market your business and for me the roi was the watch time and the subscribers so now let's move on to the stats so what did it look like so what we had is the event brought in an extra 20 or increased my subs subscribers by 25 percent so i was like okay i was like not bad i was like so it brought in an extra 105 subscribers i was like oh okay i was like cool not a problem and it brought in an extra 33% watch time. That was from what I already had. So 135 hours, 0.6 watch time. I was like, okay, cool. A little bit less than what I wanted. I was like, but you, you're plucking your stats out of the sky when you start, don't you? If you think about it, like whatever, like whatever goals you have, if you've not done it before, you don't realistically know what it, like what actually brings it in. What I found was interesting was really, really interesting, was 80% of my watch time came from 38% of my videos. So top eight videos. Um, 80% of my viewers came from 33% of videos, which was the top seven. So we had top eight for watch time, top seven for views. I thought that was really, really interesting. So I had done 21 hours worth of content across four weeks. Um, day and night, I'd done an evening show as well. And that came, so out of all of that, out of the 21 hours, eight eight guests brought me 80% of my watch time. I was like, right, okay. I was like, fair enough. I was like, is what it is. So some of the some of the topics that brought in the watch time was closing sales and direct messages, building a six-figure recurring income using other people's products, social media marketing hacks for business, um, how to grow and make money on TikTok, how to build passive income through blogging, step-by-step how to build a business online business and how to close high-ticket sales, millionaire mindset of an entrepreneur. I was like, okay, cool. So a wide variety of, of data there. I was like, so many different topics, not all covering the same thing, all little different things within it. So I was like, right, okay. I was like, so there's not a trending topic because there was a lot of affiliate marketers in there. There was a lot of social media marketers in there. So there wasn't like, there wasn't a trending topic that took over. So I was like, okay, um, that doesn't give me a sign. So then it went to, well, what did they do as marketers to bring in traffic? 
So I went and dropped a message to every single one of them. And this is what I got back. Again, a range in a range in tactics. Some people only use social media. Some people only used email list. Some people used a combination of both. So, okay, right. That doesn't set a trend. And um, one I thought that was really interesting was James actually had uh, his affiliates use his YouTube video as a way of introducing direct message selling, stuff like that. So not only was James pushing that video, his affiliates were sending that video to explain what everything is to their prospects in order to close their deals. So it was getting like a, a pronged approach. So Facebook groups got posted in, stories got posted in, emails. Some people only had a week to promote because they had stuff on the back end or prior to the event. Some people put out one post, story post. like, And you could tell from the stats who made an effort to market and who didn't, which was really, really interesting. Some people emailed after the show. Some people cross-promoted with other guests. And some, again, was just emails. And Oh, there was a community post in there as well from Chris. So, again, a wide variety. So I had to look at the guests again. I was like, what is it about these guests that drove it? And it was the audience, like the audience of these people. Um, James has got a loyal fan base, a real, real loyal fan base of people that he's changing lives with. Brandon has been going for years, has got a, a large audience on, well, a, a large audience on YouTube and then a, a decent audience on his emails. So his email list was a big shout. James's email list was a big shout. Claire and Karen only use social media, but they have a highly engaged like, story views, et cetera, and post views. They pull people in through attractive marketing, and that done really well. Dan Dan Chow's got a huge, huge audience. Chris has got a massive audience on, on YouTube and his, his email list. Ben's got a really big audience. He's been doing the Break the Chains podcast for, for years. Bogdan's got a highly engaged audience, and Axel... Axel's audience are incredible. I've worked with them behind the scenes. Axel's audience, basically, no matter what he puts out, they're there. That loyal fan base is incredible. So I knew that Axel was just email marketing, and I knew just that alone would would drive in views because of how loyal his fan base are. So rounding up the the guests, the guests had a decent audience size. Not massive, not like Russell Brunson and Grant Cardone size, but they had decent revenue or decent audience sizes that then allowed them to market and they marketed this event they were the ones and you could tell because as people were joining the facebook group recommendations of who who promote or prompted them to the group and those names were coming up consistently a hell of a lot more than what others were so you knew who was marketing and who wasn't so that was that was the stats and that's what it was so what would i do differently next time i wouldn't span it across four weeks again it was a lot of work i'm not gonna lie it was a hell of a lot of work the roi was good i got my watch time up i got my subscribers up um, i got my facebook group my email list everything went up so everything increased which is the, the whole point of a an event like that you want to increase your audience size so that happened check well done but then when you look at the guests like there was obviously seven eight guests i could have put them all on one day have it done obviously give you guys the value that you wanted from the guest sizes the people you wanted to see and 80 percent of watch time came from those people 38 percent of the videos so i could have done 
get the right guests and the guests will do the work for you. Now, I'm not saying that's being lazy. I promoted it as well. Um, but if you get the right type of guest and have a decent conversation with them beforehand, like, hey, like, how are you going to promote it? Um, what's your promotion strategy? Do you want to get on a call and we'll talk about how to promote it, what you need off me? Building that community so the guests get an ROI. And this is the thing I will be doing next time. So I'll be putting it on one day instead of four weeks. I will be giving more incentives to the guests to promote this. So from that, it'll be a case of like whether it's financial, whether it's like understanding exactly what the ROI is for those guys and making sure I deliver for the guests so the guests then deliver for me. It's got to be a two-way street and it's got to be clearly identified what that is. And then from there, it'll be a case of like guests with audience size, good, good audience size, which all of them had, but the ones who actively want to promote it, how do I serve them in order for them to serve me? So those are the two things that you need to be thinking about in terms of that event. I would, guys, I would definitely stick to YouTube to host these events if they're going to be free. So a lot of people put them in a Facebook group, and that's absolutely fine. Pull people to your Facebook group to talk about the event, to build that community, but post them on YouTube because you can still get watch time way, way after the event, which is great. So people are still, all, like these videos are still pulling in watch time throughout this event. So definitely host it on YouTube. Make sure you've got an ROI for the guests. What do the guests want? How do that does that fit into their plan in order for them to produce and market for you? Because that's the pulling in guests, you're hoping to leverage their audience. So try to leverage it and give them something that's worth it. And and yeah, off I, I do it on one day as well because there's a lot of work that goes into it. So was it successful? I deem it yes. There was a lot of lessons learned. I got my watch time up. I got my subscribers up. It helped towards the main goal. And it delivered a lot of value. It delivered a ton of value for you guys. So if you haven't gone and watched the, the how to launch and scale your, your perfect online business, there's a playlist on YouTube. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Go and watch it. There's some gold, absolute gold in there. And then will I be doing it again? Yes, I will. I'm definitely doing it again. Um, I'm going to be focusing more on how I can best serve the guests in order for them to best serve my goals. And that'll be a big, big thing next time round. So that is the stats on, and that is the review on the YouTube live event. Yes, it was worth it. Yes, it was good. And these are the things you could do better. So I hope that was valuable. I hope you really enjoyed this episode because it gave you a proper behind the scenes of what went on. Um, it was intense, especially over four weeks. The build-up, the promotion, everything was really intense from my side, making sure everyone had graphics. All emails were done. Email swipes were done. Everybody was promoting, like, all that constant. Spread across four weeks. Don't get me wrong. Come the 30th of September, I was tired. I was tired. Um, ironically, I got ill pretty quick after that. Um, so, yeah, I, I was tired. Um, so that would put it onto one day, drive all all event like one or three days but make them consecutive don't spread them out across a month and, and go for it really see how you can best save your guests which will then in turn help best save your audience and that is the main thing how can we give back to the audience how can we give our potential customers solutions to help them grow their business or their mindset or whatever your event is on so if you can if you can support the the few like the coaches, like the the guests, if you can support them 
they will bring their A game and they will bring their audience with them and then you can serve them many. So hope that helps. Love this episode. Really, really enjoyed it. Hang on for the next podcast episode and I will see you guys soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. Have you began your online journey yet? Or are you stuck on how to get it to work for you? Then why not take our exclusive free course, the two-day affiliate commission challenge, and start your journey to the rest of your life today. It's the first link in the podcast description and it's totally free. You have nothing to lose, yet everything to gain for you and your family. Enjoy our free gift to you and the link is below.